Are you working hard to keep yourself limited and playing small? Is that working for you? If not, would you like to be changing that now? What if the key to activating your wealth was in the willingness to embody the abundance of possibilities you are? Would you choose it? Join in the conversation now on Living Well with your host, Keisha Clark, and receive tools and facilitation to clear the points of view that keep you stuck in limitation to begin choosing your abundance and living well right now. <laughs> good morning, good afternoon, good evening, hello, and welcome, everyone. You are listening to Living Well on AdaZen.fm. Today is Friday, December the 12th, 2014, and oh my goodness, happy, happy Friday, everybody. Whatever day it is, wherever you are in the world, and whether you are listening now or in the future, thank you for joining us. We really are, oh my goodness, I really am so grateful to have you here. And so, um, wow, gosh, so a few things. Join us in the chat room, if you uh, so dare. <laughs> We have a good time in the chat room. If you go to adazen.fm, you can just click on the chat room, uh, which is in the red border near the top of your screen, and um, enjoy some of those amazingly sexy photos on the site in this beautiful new Adazen website we're enjoying. Um, but do come into the chat room first while you're on the show so you can talk to us virtually or uh, in person you can give us a call. And I will have those numbers. Let's see. I do have those numbers. In the U.S., you can call 815-880-8255. In Canada, you can call 613-800-8736. And in the U.K., dial plus 033-0001-0625. Or you can Skype us. Just come on into A2Zen. That's A, the number 2, the letter Z, as in zebra, because I like zebras, en.fm. Mm. <clears throat> So today's show, woohoo! What's in a name? Some of you might recognize that line from a Shakespeare play. Uh, what do names tell us, really? Do names define us, confine us, make us, break us? Does our name give us power? Do we give power, or do we give our power to a name? Would a rose by any other name smell as sweet? Would you, by any other name, be any less amazing? Are you willing to be more than a name? Oh, my goodness. So some very interesting things about this coming into um, existence, this show today. Um, I, I had my fabulous time premiering my show last Friday, and thank you again to everyone who came to play and everyone who has listened to the replay. Oh, my gosh, I'm having so much fun. And the energy of this show and, and all of the shows really on A to Zen, it's just getting so amazing. This week has been really, really interesting and fun and rather intriguing as well. Um, I wake up the next morning, which would be Saturday, my time, and uh, <laughs> I, I have half the voice that I had the day before, and I'm having this awareness that the show number two is not wanting to be what I had originally slotted for the topic for show number two. And I had this kind of wonkiness in my universe, and I started to ask some questions, and it wanted to be about the name, the energy of names. And I thought, oh, that's really interesting. And I kind of hesitated. I was like, well, but we could do that a different time more in the future. And I really got a definitive, please do this for show number two. And so I got myself up, and I went to the computer, and I changed the topic for show number two. And um, and I started to play with the energy of names. And so 
something interesting <laughs> about me. Well, you might find it interesting, you might not, but I have multiple names, and um, I have a long name and a short name. And my long name is Cassandra, and it's spelled with an O, not with A's. And my short name is Keisha, and that's the name I go by most of the time. And I don't really have a point of view about which name people use to call me. Um, the only thing I usually request is that you call me somewhat in the ballpark of the way my name is, is spelled. Um, because as a child, it really made me nutty when people couldn't say my name. It was just a weird thing with me. And interestingly enough, I had multiple name adventures um, because when I was in my grammar school years, I went by the short version of my long name, which was Cassie. Um, but in the newspapers, some people <laughs> were um, spelling challenged. And so when they went to spell my first name, I remember the most interesting version that showed up is I was in this competition. I think I was in the third or fourth grade. And I was also really, really proud because it was like a, it's called the big shootout. It was a basketball deal. And um, <laughs> my name <laughs> showed up in the newspaper as Kasankalis which was not even anywhere in the ballpark of what my name is. <laughs> and at the time, I was devastated because that was not my name. And so then in the years to come, uh, as I got into high school, I picked up the name Keisha. It was sort of a, a fun name to, that I played with, and I enjoyed the energy of. And so I took that name on because people seem to have a more uh, easy time pronouncing that name, <laughs> and it worked for me. So that's the name that I picked up, and, and I've kept those two names ever since. And the name I pretty prominently go by is Keisha now. Um, I do have some friends that still address me as Sandra. And if, um, if you desire to address me as such, that's totally fine. Um, and, and the main thing in my with the pronunciation of my long name is people were so used to seeing the second A, and so they would pronounce it Cassandra. And that energy was just not me. <laughs> so... <laughs> So that um, energy started to show up in my universe this week as I was playing with what's in a name. <clears throat> and um, where some of you may uh, remember hearing that from is one of Shakespeare's plays, Romeo and Juliet. And in Act 2, Scene 2, it's the balcony scene, which is a rather famous scene from that play. Um, Juliet is sort of having some conversation with herself and with the universe. And she is talking about the name Romeo Bears. Um, Romeo is a Montague, and Juliet is a Capulet, and that's the families that they are born into. And the families are not families that get along. So um, it is a difficult um, scenario for them to be from these two different families. And some of you may also remember another version of this, or sort of another version of this, in West Side Story with... Um, uh, Maria and, oh my goodness, can't remember his name, Tony, I believe it is. Um, so there are interesting ways that name stuff shows up. So it got me kind of looking at names. And I thought about, gosh, we have so many names. We have our personal names. We have surnames. We have family names. We have names of our clan, names of our tribe. We have gang names. We have names of our culture, and we have names of our faith, and we have names for our religious sect. And all of these names, and I look at how uh, the, the energy in the shows that were being aired over this past week as well, lots of that kind of information was showing up about, um, a lot of it was all relative to things that come up over the holidays um, with who we are being and who we feel like we have to be um, 
it, it, it was really fascinating, and I was really enjoying how many times I was, like, getting the relevancy of all of this sort of, it seemed like the energy or the request or the questioning is really up in our universe, in our world, about who am I and, and what am I doing here? And so what if we started um, with that question, who am I? You know, we talked last week on, on the first show about throwing a dart and start. Just throw a dart and start. And... And what if we started with the question, and, and I believe a lot of us do, is who am I? And and what if we ask that question not to get a specific answer or a definition or um, an identity, but what if we're playing with what are the possibilities of me? And so just for today, just for this next better part of an hour, why don't we play with that question? Um and it was also kind of interesting what showed up for me even this morning as I got up and I got all of my um, gear ready to go because I, I don't broadcast from my residence. Um, so I got to my location and I brought all my things and I got them in. And as I started getting through my preparation for the show, it occurred to me that I was not going to really have the time to be putting on the makeup and putting on my little outfit because I kind of was in the wanting to get dressed, quote-unquote, for the show. And so I'm coming to you today with no makeup, and um, I, I have no special outfit on. And I thought, isn't that funny? Even the energy of what's going on for me in this moment is really, it's, it's as though the show is inviting me to play with it even more and, and live in real time as we're broadcasting now. So, so here's, um, it, it's just another fun way that we, we get into question of, okay, so who am I without my makeup? Does it make a difference? And I don't wear makeup very often in, in this point in my life, um, and that may be changing <laughs> in the near future. But even when I do wear makeup, um, it, it, I noticed this morning my, I did have a few seconds of a reluctance not to put it on, and then I thought, wait a minute, what if that's just part of what the question is being asked of me to play with today? So. So for all of you naked-faced people out there, hooray! <laughs> How much more can you be today, even with a naked face, even with no form, even with no definition, even with no identity? So who are we, each of us, individually? Who are we? And what I wanted to play with, too, is really with our names, I would love to know uh, if anybody has any funny stories with their names. Um, but I would love to know if you've ever had um, weirdness around your name. You know, was there a point in your life that you kind of went, I, my name just doesn't seem to fit. And and what is the energy of your name to you? Um, at some point, I chose to look up my the, the origins of my names and the... Um, quote-unquote definition of my names, which definitions are always amazing to me because, you know, you have a definition based on where you are and what, what culture you're in and what time, what era you're living in, and all of that changes. Um, if any of you got to listen to um, Cara Wright's show, Magic in Motion, she was um, talking about this a little bit as well relative to the magic we be and how we get into um, every time outside of the – all the time outside of the holidays – not really letting ourselves 
believe in or, or acknowledge the magic we be. And she brought up the energy of word as well. And the energy of words is always fascinating to me. And then the energy of how we use words in different situations is always interesting to me. Um, we have applications based on our culture or our social structure. We have colloquialisms. We have um, things that we use that are uh, phrases from long ago or phrases that are more recent that that might be updated versions of phrases from long ago. And so what I really would like to play with is the energy of the words. Energy is our first language in in my interesting point of view and really in my awareness. When you look around, if you had no way to um, communicate with a specific word, did you or did you not get an energy when when we were all young children, little babies, toddlers, before we could really pronounce specific words of the culture or or um, ethnicity we were born into, did you have, what were you relying on? And I would be willing to say it would be the energy. You were perceiving and interpreting the energy. <laughs> so um, Christine has a question. When I was a young girl, there were four boys in my small town school named Chris. People called me Chris. And I hated it. Um, it was not the energy of me. I am Christine. Absolutely you are, Christine. And oh my gosh, how much more are you <laughs> than a Christine? And so I'm curious to know, did you ever have a point, Christine, at which Christine, the name, meant something specific to you? Um, I know I looked up my, my long name. <laughs> Christine says dominatrix. And, and if, if anybody doesn't know Christine, um, you may not get the chuckle of that, but Christine has a, a very um, lovely, lovely, amazing, and robust uh, reputation and energy of the dominatrix of many things. And she is phenomenal and fascinating and completely amazing. So for those of you who don't know her, pop into the chat room when you get a chance and uh, and play, and you'll you'll get to experience some of Christine. Um, Dawn says, when I was a child, I used to think that everyone spoke the same language. At that time, I thought it was English. And then we learned to speak French or German or whatever. Who knew how cl close I was to being accurate? Mm -hmm. Good point, Dawn. Um, Christine says, I had to grow into the energy of my name or create my name. Absolutely. And we're going to talk about that in just a few seconds after the break. Um, Dawn says, yes, I can envision you with Christine. I love it. <laughs> it's just a little bit of a branding uh, opportunity there. So, so let's talk more about the energy of names when we come back from the break. We're going to take a quick break. You are listening to Living Well on A to Zen. And I am your host, Keisha Clark, <laughs> in this 10 seconds. And we'll be back. <laughs> Please stay with us. <laughs> Have you begun to ask yourself what you truly desire to create in your life? What if you being willing to embody abundant living was the key to your wealth and to creating greater in your life? And what if that could also be the invitation for more people to be willing to embody abundant living? Would that be a contribution to you and your body and to other people and their bodies? And might that also create more in the future? Join Keisha Clark Empowerment Agent and the host of Living Well Radio Show to discover, uncover, and crack open the wealth of possibilities you are every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. 
What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? much of your life are you truly living? Are you creating your life in celebration of your strengths and capabilities? What would your life be like if you were choosing the abundance of possibilities of you now? Connect with Keisha Clark, your Living Well Empowerment Agent now for a different perspective on creating the life you truly desire to be living. Call in with your questions in the U.S. 815-880-8255 In Canada at 613-800- 8736 in the UK at 033-0001-0625 by Skype at a2zen.fm or by emailing Keisha at livingwellnow at gmail.com Now back to our show. <laughs> nice. Welcome to this segment of Living Well on AZEN.FM. I am your host, Keisha Clark. You can call me Cassandra if you like. Um, for today, we are playing with the energy of names. What's in a name? And if you haven't already and you're you're uh, kind of wondering how to join us a little bit and participating in person, join us in the chat room if you go to A2N.FM. You can click on chat room in the red border near the top of your screen. And we would love to have your participation. What amazing contribution might you be to our show today? Um, so we're talking about the energy of names. And just before we get back into that, I wanted to say one thing. I uh, was making some acknowledgments last week. And after I got finished with the show, I realized I had left someone out. And I want to apologize for that. Holly, one of our incredible behind-the-scenes goddesses for all of the magic-making and creating on the website, a fm. Holly, thank you, thank you, thank you for all you are doing. Oh, my goodness, golly, Holly, you are amazing. <laughs> so, and I apologize for dropping that ball when I was talking last week, so... Um, even though it's delayed, it is less sincere. Thank you, Holly, for everything you were doing and everything you have done to put Adazen up and running with ease and making it look so amazing. So back to our conversation, um, energy of names. And I had asked folks over the break if um, if there was a name that they wished they had been given. And Christine shared um, that Kathleen <laughs> was a name that just drips off of her tongue. I like that. Um, Dawn says she used to want Danielle, <clears throat> which is what mom and dad almost named her. Uh, but then she decided she liked Dawn. The light of morning. And that is really beautiful, Don. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Christine says she thought her first baby girl uh, was a her first baby was a girl and called the baby Kathleen until the midwife told her she was having a boy. 
<laughs> and her son Jordan says I messed him says that she messed him up <laughs> with that before he was ever born. Isn't that funny? Maybe he just needed to go through a Kathleen phase, you know. You never know. Um, anything is possible. And um, we have Wendy. Hello, Wendy, in the chat room. And she says when she moved to Texas, people called her Wendy <laughs> instead of Wendy. <laughs> we do have some strange uh, dialect down here in Texas. Um, and it felt so wrong because she knew that Wendy wasn't who she was. And in part, um, they were mispronouncing her name because they had a different accent, yes. And nonetheless, it still felt uh, she still felt the need to correct people. And so even today, she still feels that need to to give them the correct pronunciation. She knows that she is Wendy through and through, and to be called anything else just doesn't feel right. And so it's interesting because we look at what occurs for us when people say our our name sort of off by a letter or so. And for me, that's what was happening when I was little, and people would say, Andra, and oh, it just made my back curl. It was like, that is just so not my name. So... Um, I took to looking up names, because <clears throat> I'm always interested to see origins and where words come from. And if any of you, um, all of you who got to join us last week and any of you who haven't, we talked a bit about the, where living well came from and the unconventional way we are pronouncing the word well, which if you look up most of the references, you'll hear it pronounced as wheel. Um, but we're saying well, because that is what the show desired to be called. And when I looked up my, my long name, uh, Cassandra, I didn't find a whole lot about it. Um, it was interesting because what happened on a really frequent basis in my early years was people would make reference to the goddess Cassandra, which had a second A, and the story, her story was that um, she was sort of like a, it was kind of like a boy who cried wolf, only she was obviously a goddess. Um, she was apparently rather mischievous, and she told stories and created a lot of chaos. And um, one of the other uh, goddesses was not pleased with this, and she was actually uh, cursed to always tell the truth and never be believed. And I thought, oh, well, that's interesting. It's not a very happy story. <laughs> that's interesting. I kind of liked the goddess part. <laughs> but um, And then somewhere along the way, another definition, origin of my name, it was, an, I believe, um, uh, oh, I don't remember the origin, but the definition had something to do with... Uh, child of the uh, had something to do with willows and nature and I thought that was kind of fun I don't remember that one it, it obviously didn't really jump out at me but then when I took on the name Keisha um, and I spelled it K-E-I-S-H-A um, somewhere in my early years of, of using that name um, it came to my attention I was reading a forward in a book or something and there was a Slavic origin and um, it was the definition was a mountain of energy and I was like oh that that feels kind of juicy. I kind of like that. So it's interesting to me how the energies of names show up in our lives. And and come to find out, my mother heard the name that she gave me on a television show, of all places. And, and she heard that pronunciation, Cassandra, and she thought it was so beautiful. That's what she named me. So I thought that that was intriguing. Because as I have played with the tools of different modalities and just come into more awareness of of how we do what we do in our lives and create our lives, I began to have the awareness, what if I was just getting information to my mom to get her to be exposed to the name that I desire to be called? And so what if we call the name to us? And what if we are taking on our name to be working with certain energies in our in our lives? 
Um, and I, in in my work, I acknowledge multiple existences. So um, it it just felt light and um, expansive for me that in this particular incarnation, the name Cassandra had uh, an energy that that I desired to work with and play with. And then when the name Keisha came along, that seemed to add to what I was already playing with. And so it was sort of neat for me to um, to have the two name play with. <laughs> so what are those energies of your name that you enjoy? And and a, few, a couple of you, in sharing your experiences with your names and the pronunciation of your names, um, have already started to, to bring this energy up. Um, there's there's work that we call work with archetypes. Um, and where I was first exposed to that was through Carolyn Mace's work. Um, she has a full archetypal um, system that she plays with. Um, and it was really fascinating to me. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Ooh, I have to get a little sip of water. <clears throat> Hang on. Oh, that's better. Sorry, my voice is... You, you may hear some interesting vocal intonations as we go through the show. Um, but with Carolyn Mace, she did some really interesting work with archetypes. And it was at that point that I really began to play with the energies we bring to the table and um, and look at all of the different possibilities that we're playing with. And, okay, you're going to hear a cough drop right on in my mouth. My apologies. Um, with those different energies, in, in May's work, she's talking about an energetic contract that we come to to work through. And she says that regardless of the life we live and how it looks, we are still at some level energetically fulfilling that contract. And for the time I'm working with that modality, it really, it, there was a, a great deal of awareness and information that opened up to me and and was a lot of fun to play with. And then I began to play with more modalities, and I and what started to show up was that there's even more to that. And I didn't really know what that meant at the time. Um, but when I began to play with the modality of access consciousness, there was a, a new sort of application of this information. And one of the um, one of the ways that that we we utilize those energies, or not one of the ways, but talking about utilizing the multiple energies available to us um, is referred to as being an infinite being. And so when we say, who am I? And who did I come here to be? Does who have to be a specific identity? Um, so let's look at that question for just a minute. We're going to go to an early break so that I can play with my voice here for just a second and we'll be back shortly you are listening to living well and it is n.fm stay with us we have some more fun stuff to talk about thanks have you begun to ask yourself what you truly desire to create in your life what if you being willing to embody abundant living was the key to your wealth and to creating greater in your life and what if that could also be the invitation for more people to be willing to embody abundant living Would that be a contribution to you and your body and to other people and their bodies? And might that also create more in the future? 
Join Keisha Clark Empowerment Agent and the host of Living Well Radio Show to discover, uncover, and crack open the wealth of possibilities you are every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? Hey everybody, this is Dr. Dane here, and I would like to invite you to an adventure in being. I've just written and finished a new book known as Being You, Changing the World. Are you one of those dreamers? One of those people who's always known that other possibilities should be available but haven't yet been able to see them be created? Well, I wrote this book for you. In it, you'll find tools, processes, and unique perspectives to change the things you've always wanted to change but didn't know how. In it, you'll find an invitation to a different possibility for a way that we can be in this world that changes not only our lives, but by being us, allows us to contribute to changing everything planet-wide that doesn't work. Are you aware that truly great people, truly being them, is the only thing that has ever created a great change on this planet? Are you willing to step up? Are you willing to be one? Check out a copy of my new book, Being You, Changing the World. I invite you to go to beingyoubook.com for a free gift. How much of your life are you truly living? Are you creating your life in celebration of your strengths and capabilities? What would your life be like if you were choosing the abundance of possibilities of you now? Connect with Keisha Clark, your Living Well Empowerment Agent, now for a different perspective on creating the life you truly desire to be living. Call in with your questions. In the U.S., 815-880-8255. In Canada, at 613-800-8736. In the U.K., at 033-0001-0625. By Skype, at a2zen.fm, or by emailing Keisha at livingwellnow at gmail.com now back to our show out oh. hello <laughs> and here we are <laughs> we are back for this time <laughs> um, you are listening to living well on adazen.m I still may have a cough drop rattling around in my mouth just so you know and I apologize for the little extra noises um, so uh, let's see. We are talking in this segment about infinite being, and we've kind of gone. We've, we've looked at the energy of our names, and um, and it just is over the break. I was kind of getting that sense of how really at the times uh, that we come together and celebrate as families, and so we sort of have a, a concentrated bit of that happening near the end of our calendar year with Thanksgiving and. Um, 
uh, all of the different, oh my goodness, there's just so many different gatherings happening, so many different cultures. And um, what I was looking at was we we so often get into a role and, with our families or with the group of people that we're we're playing with. And it's really easy to, even though we may be out there living really big and bold in the world, when we come to the family gathering or this group gathering, we have an identity relative to that group. And we have a role that we play. And I wonder if a part of the reason that there is a lot of that stickiness around holidays for a lot of people is we are resisting um, going to that gathering because we don't want to be that anymore because we know that we're beyond that. We know that we're so much more than that. And so what if we just gave ourselves permission to be that, to be whatever and whoever we are in whatever 10 seconds at our family gatherings and and not necessarily advertise or demonstrate in a specific way that we're not who they insist on us being or who they would like to insist on us being. And it may not be the whole family. It could just be one or two people in the family um, or the group. Oh, and there went a motorcycle. Um, it could just be the that when that particular group get together, they sort of fall into the, the routines or the habits. Um, it's really easy to do because how many of our families and how many of us have spent, oh gosh, a large part of our life out of um, habit, just doing what we've always done. And um, so when we talk about infinite being, if you just kind of wherever, if, if unless you're driving, don't do this if you're driving, but just take a, a moment and just be present with your body. And now just kind of get a sense of your body and kind of know, notice where the borders of your body are. And now I'd like you to reach out to the edges of where you are. Not your body, but you, the being. Wow. And just keep reaching. And just see if you find anything that you might call an edge or a border of you. Do you really perceive that there is a space that you stop being? I don't. So when we say infinite, we're talking about the space that you be. We're talking about the energy that you be, that we be, that each of us be. The limitlessness. And there's a great question that is often asked in in the different classes and calls with access. And it's a question of, would you be willing to be out of form, out of structure, out of definition, out of linearity, out of concentricity? And my part is, would you be willing to explore even more of the possibilities that exist in and as and through who you be, the energy and space of you. And when we talk about abundance relative to what the energy of this show is bringing to the table, we ask, are you willing to embody abundant living? 
I wonder if our abundance lies in acknowledging that limitlessness that we be. Regardless of our name, regardless of the role we play with any particular group of people, regardless of the experiences that we've come through, one of the things that I've become more aware of is the choice is ours. And so every part of our lives, have we not been making the choices to create the energies that then showed up as the experiences we encountered? And how many of us have chosen at this point to take the gift of those experiences and let them take us to even more? Wow. And how empowering can that be and has been? So infinite being is not necessarily something that you have to do. It's simply something that you are. And it doesn't necessarily require you to be a specific or take a specific action in order to fulfill that you are infinite. But it's more of that, oh, if you're in a, a moment of a of frustration or feeling like your world is constricting, what if in those moments you could ask, would an infinite being choose this? And if I am infinite, do I have more choice than I'm allowing myself to acknowledge now? And if you do, if you get a yes, then just ask another question. What else is possible now? What else is possible in this moment that I haven't even considered? What else is possible right now that I've never been willing to allow myself to acknowledge before? Wow. And look at how much more of you can show up. I don't know if anyone else is perceiving that, but I am perceiving the vastness, the expansiveness, and the total possibility, the total capacity for moving through and beyond. And really, if you look at energy, does energy ever stop? Can energy ever be totally stagnant or still? In my experience, I get a no. I mean, if you've ever worked with young children or just had them in your presence, do you notice how they just don't stop? Everything connects to something else and they go from here to there. And it might look like the things that they do have nothing to do with each other. And in their universe, it's not required to. They're just being. They're just being the energy they be of joy, possibility, discovery, exploration, Brilliance, magic, magnificence, limitlessness. So what would it be like to tap into that? To acknowledge the infinite possibilities at our disposal at any given moment? And what if that is how we are creating greater and being greater. And notice, I'm not saying greater than. 
of saying greater than to imply that it's a competition. It's simply greater. It's becoming more. More of you. If you look at the expansiveness of who you be, the limitlessness that you be, all the time, whether you're acknowledging it or not, you be it. And so if you tap into that, what else is possible to create greater right now? So when we play with our name, everything that we have made our name come to mean and all of the significance that we have given our name and everywhere we have let our name keep us small, limited, constricted, would you be willing to destroy and uncreate all of that and everywhere you've done that now? And for those of you who have never heard this statement before, I'm going to use the clearing statement. I'm going to use it for me, and you all can come along for the ride. <laughs> and it is right and wrong, good and bad, pock and pod, all nine, shorts, boys, and beyonds. Wow. So how much greater are we willing to ask for? How much more of us are we willing to ask for? And then allow to show up. So everywhere, we're not willing to do that and choose that and be that. Would you like to change that? Yeah. So everything that doesn't allow you to ask the question, to just ask the question, to begin to change that now. Would you be willing to destroy and uncreate it all? Thank you. Right and wrong, good and bad, pock and pot, all nine, shorts, boys and beyonds. Wow. Beautiful. So when we are out of form and out of structure, and out of definition, and out of linearity, and out of concentricity, what happens? Is a question that frequently comes up in a lot of people's universe. But how do we get anything done? <laughs> what if you simply ask questions? It doesn't mean you turn into a bull in a china shop. Although, some people might have that experience. <laughs> Because making that acclamation, that that um, letting go, having that, experiencing that, choosing that, can sometimes be a little disorienting. But it's not it's not something that should cause great upset. It simply allows the energy of you to be more of what it is in the, to begin with. Because you're not trying to name it, and you're not trying to restrict it. And we're not trying to keep it same as it was when we were five years old or when we were 12 years old or 17 years old. Wow. So all of those experiences when you were five or 12 or 17, everywhere that we've allowed those experiences to cap our limit, our, what is that, to cap our possibilities Wow. And everywhere we've used those experiences as mm, the word weapon comes up 
to keep ourselves from going beyond, to keep ourselves defined. Would you be willing to let go of all of that? Oh, my goodness. One more time, I'm going to do this clearing statement. Right, wrong, good, bad, pocket online, shorts, boys and beyonds. Wow. So let's play some more with that. We're going to go to the break in just a few minutes. And just let that awareness come into your universe everywhere that you have used your name against you. Wow. Mm. Keep breathing. We're going to take a break. We'll be back. You're listening to Living Well on AdaZen.fm. We'll see you on the other side. Have you begun to ask yourself what you truly desire to create in your life? What if you being willing to embody abundant living was the key to your wealth and to creating greater in your life? And what if that could also be the invitation for more people to be willing to embody abundant living? Would that be a contribution to you and your body and to other people and their bodies? And might that also create more in the future? Join Keisha Clark Empowerment Agent and the host of Living Well Radio Show to discover, uncover, and crack open the wealth of possibilities you are every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness, a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a Bars session, The worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a boys class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? How much of your life are you truly living? Are you creating your life in celebration of your strengths and capabilities? What would your life be like if you were choosing the abundance of possibilities of you now? Connect with Keisha Clark, your Living Well Empowerment Agent now for a different perspective on creating the life you truly desire to be living. Call in with your questions in the U.S. 815-880-8255, in Canada at 613-800-8736, in the U.K. at 033-0001, 0625 by Skype at a2zen.fm or by emailing Keisha at livingwellnow at gmail.com Now back to our show. Wow. Thanks for, for joining us, everybody. You're listening, on Ada Zen. You're listening to Ada Zen. The show is Living Well. And we are in the midst of some really potent conversation here about names, the energy of names. What do they mean? Do they have to mean anything? And before the break, we uh, got into a very interesting energy around all of the places and the ways we've used our name as a weapon And another thing that came up over the break was all of the places that our name was used as a weapon against us by others. 
Um, wow, let's just destroy and uncreate all of this first, please. If you will, thank you. Right, wrong, good, bad, pock, pot, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. And Dawn made a brilliant point. Um, she said that um, she's offering all of the stability points and connection points that are holding us to the times that people made fun of our names. If you've ever had your name made fun of, I've been in that uh, situation. Can we please destroy and uncreate all of that? Nice. Right, wrong, good, bad, pock, pot, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. And Wow, isn't that interesting? So there's kind of this energy of we have a name and the name becomes something that people use as, wow, an expression of disdain, something that, because they're really not fond of us. And and that's an interesting part of, of awareness as well. And we talked last week about how aware are we? What are we really perceiving very likely far more than we're acknowledging um, when we're in really just really anywhere. But in groups of people, it can be significantly more intense. So, um, wow. Lots of times that that the energy of our name is, is sort of um, distorted um, and that we take that on and we somehow try to buy this lie that 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 is us when we know who we are or in some moments we might let ourselves know who we are gosh so everywhere wow <laughs> what is that okay whatever that is there's this interesting energy of what we know and how we juxtapose it to what we try to convince ourselves we know can we just oh my goodness can we please destroy and uncreate all that now please <laughs> thank you Whew. Right, wrong, good, bad, puck, pot, all nine, shorts, boys, and beyonds. Oh, my goodness. Let it go. Would you be willing to let it go and get back to the question, who am I? Who are you? Who are we? What if we are amazing? So would you, by any other name, be any less talented, genius, brilliant, gorgeous, totally capable, totally awesome, totally rockin', would you? Could you actually be any less amazing? Could anything make you any less amazing than you be? Wow. There's a great question that I absolutely love. It's one of my go-to questions, and it is, what if nothing outside of you is greater than you are. And I invite you to say that for yourself in first person as often as it comes into your awareness. What if nothing outside of you is greater than you are? And then stay with the question, who do I desire to be? Who do I know I am that I've been unwilling to be, that if I would choose to be it, would change my entire reality. Wow. We had some fun uh, things coming up in the chat room. Wendy was talking about um, relevance of her name. Her parents had gone to see Peter Pan when her mom was pregnant with her. And although Wendy and Peter Pan was a sister, she acted more like a maternal figure. And now she has a great deal of that energy still present in her life today. Um, and I can vouch for Wendy. She is an amazing, very nurturing, lovely, lovely person and being. And I'm so grateful that Wendy is in my life. 
Um, and we also, um, there's a, a great uh, episode of Christine's show, if you would listen to um, Christine's Inspired Choices. Um, this past Wednesday, she and Rockin' Rhonda Burns were on the show talking about tempering you. And, and why do we do that? You know, what would be a good reason to temper ourselves? And so that's just another way that we try to confine us and define us. And so for any reason that you are trying to come up with as a justification to make yourself small, to define who you be, to put a structure to the way you function and the magic that you are, to keep it linear or concentric, would you please, in the coming days, Choose to destroy and uncreate everywhere you're doing that, at every moment that it comes up for you. Wow. And how much greater can show up now? When we get to the space of who we truly be, beyond a name, beyond anything that this culture of ours, this society of ours, this world of ours would have us buy into, that we must be or do. What else is possible? One of my favorite questions, and another one of my favorite questions, how does it get even better than this? So, what if you are far more capable than you know? What if you are far more amazing than you've ever given yourself credit for being? What if you are far more than the energy of your name? And what if that was simply the note you brought to yourself to help you remember to be greater? May you be greater this week. May you be loving you and living well and having a blast. And we'll see you next week, living well on adazen.fm. I wish you a fabulous adventure, my friends, beyond any name you could ever give yourself, beyond any definition you could ever create. May you be more and greater with total ease and magic. Thank you for listening in today to Living Well with your host, Keisha Clark. You are invited to join us every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. In the meantime, what would it take for you to be choosing more of the abundance and prosperousness of you 